hey, B2Bs, are you having a hard time generating leads in between content marketing, social media, email, and all the other things? You just don't have time for having conversations with prospects, generating leads, building relationships. Well, I have news for you. You can make that part of your content marketing process. Today, I'm sharing an interview with Pat Helmers, the CEO of Habanero Media, where he helps B2Bs create podcasts that generate real revenue. That's right. You get leads, you get prospecting opportunities, and you get more money. So stay tuned. We have that interview coming up right up. But if you prefer to watch it on video, head on over to my show notes page and you can watch it there. Hello and welcome to Tiny Marketing. I'm Sarah Noah Block and I teach small marketing departments that are tired of feeling overwhelmed and under-resourced how to build and manage effective and efficient marketing strategies that work for them. Get ready, it's time to dig in and get a big impact with your tiny team. Hello, everybody. This is Sarah Noel Block, CEO of Tiny Marketing, and this is On Air with Tiny Marketing, where we talk about action-packed marketing advice that you can implement today. And today I have Pat Helmers, who will be teaching us all about how to use podcasting to close sales for B2Bs. He runs Habanero Media, and he creates podcasts for B2Bs to help them grow their business. So he'll be joining us in one moment. I will see you then. Hey, Pat. <laughs> awesome video. <laughs> Every time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, the iterations of me trying to figure out not to have a blue glow on my face and the different backgrounds. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the kiss. Um, <laughs> it's like when I don't know what to do. I'll just blow a cast. That's just like my default. It's your go-to. <laughs> my default setting. And I'm yeah. awkwardly leaving this call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Pat, tell us about you and your business. Abanero Media. It's yes. A hot idea like the Abanero Pepper. Abanero Media is a podcast agency. We help companies, businesses who are in the B2B space create podcasts that boost their brand, their authority, their influence and trust. And we're all about interview-based podcasts where, where the guests that you bring on and your listeners are exactly your ideal client. Yeah, that is pretty genius. So for anybody who's watching right now or in the replays, we're both part of the Orange Squad. So like a creative democracy. And this morning we had a call with our group and we were talking about exactly this. And they didn't even know we were doing this live stream. This topic just came up. And the way you describe it is just so brilliant. Sales is all about building relationships. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, we we, we take a different point of view of podcasting. I'm, I'm certain all the listeners and the viewers here have, have listened to a podcast, you know, and, and uh, Joe Rogan and... Um, you know, this American life, you know, these are big, big podcasts, you know, with big yeah. audiences and there's some, drop. that's not the kind of podcast I'm talking about. I'm talking about tiny podcasts, like tiny marketing, like tiny marketing, tiny, like tiny marketing, a perfect marriage. <laughs> yeah. These are podcasts that are not going to have a lot of listeners, but they're focusing on a very, very narrow niche. And mm-hmm. it's a way for you to stand out in that niche. 
So what a lot of our clients do is there's some C-suite executive who works for some big, big company and they're really hard to get a hold of and they're really hard to build a relationship with. They don't log in on LinkedIn very often and they don't answer their phones. And in these days, you can't easily knock on their door and just kind of walk in. Right. So what we recommend is what we have them do is we invite them as a guest to send them an email or you leave them a voicemail that says, I have a podcast about this industry and you're an expert at it. Would you do me the honor and be a guest on my podcast? And people always say yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's flattering when you're being invited to be a, on a podcast. But it's also, you know, you're right that you build relationships that way. Everybody I've interviewed on my live stream show, which is for a different purpose than that, but... I've built real genuine relationships with and we keep talking, emailing, collaborating on projects because you have a lot of opportunities to talk when you're prepping for a show. And the power in that talk is actually without it really looking this way or feeling this way, we are actually doing to a certain degree is a discovery call, a sales call. Mm hmm. Because you're asking them about their, you know, their professional journey, their life's journey. How did you get in this profession? How did you get this job? Or how did you start your company? And, you know, what's it like now? And where do you aspire to be in the future? And you start hearing a lot about them so that at the end of the interview, they're going to feel warm and good about you. And, and invariably they're going to say, well, what do you guys do? And you're going to say, Oh, I do this thing and I do that thing and I solve these kinds of problems and you know fulfill these kinds of desires and they'll go oh I'm interested in that we should meet for coffee you know let's let's yeah. talk about that and then you convert that interview into a real sales call but the podcast was actually kind of a discovery process yeah that makes sense so when you're interviewing that person it's prospecting questions something that you would generally ask on that discovery call to get to know them, but in a public forum. Right. Yeah. I've got a client too that does this. Once they interview somebody, they ask them, well, who do you think should be on the podcast? Could you give me two names? And on, the podcast, <laughs> and on the podcast, they blurt out these names, which now they can reach out to those people and said, well, so-and-so who was on my podcast said that you should be on my podcast. Would you be a guest? Would you be an honored guest? No, 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 sure. But these, these people, these are leads. <laughs> these yeah. are opportunities. These are qualified leads. So it's a different way to do that referral process where like when you're working with someone and you say, um, I have a contract ending in a couple of months. Do you have any, do you know anyone who's looking for blah, 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 blah within this industry? You get that referral, but this is more like a streamlined, a systemized way to do that. And right. you're providing value to that person too. That's exactly right. It works pretty seamlessly. It's like you could also do the same thing with your existing clients. You could have them on mm -hmm. and interview them on the buyer's journey of why they chose your company. Oh, you know, this yeah. is, what it was, this is where we were at. Mm -hmm. Then we met you, Sarah, and then you did this and it was so awesome. And you've taken us, these are the results that we've seen, right? That, and, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And then you would ask them, who do you think should be on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would blurt out, real quick. They'd blurt out two, three names. Yeah. And the interview is no longer than probably a sales call you would have done anyway. Yeah. So it's not taking up any extra time and it's, and it's building content. 
essentially that you can use to promote and educate your business. Yes. And not just content for you. It's also content for your guest. Yes. They'll share that, that landing page that your podcast is on or whatever format you're doing it. And their people will start to see it when they're sharing it on LinkedIn or whatever. So you mentioned earlier, these type of sales process is best when you're working with these like C-suite type people and you're trying to reach them and they're hard to reach. So what is the best approach to getting them to notice you when you want to invite them to that podcast? Is it email, LinkedIn? And the phone. What's the phone? (laughs) There's actually, it's, it's a triangle actually that I, that I believe in. That first you try to contact them on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. by leaving, by leaving a note and giving them a reason why, like you're, we're both in the same industry. You're an expert. I hope I have a podcast on this topic. I'd love to connect with you. And then if they connect and send them a message, but mm-hmm. if they never ever get back to you, cause they often don't, then you send them an email and there's tools you can use like hunter.io that can calculate, figure out what their email is. Yeah. So then you send an email that says, I'm following up on the LinkedIn message. Right. And then if they don't read that, then you cold call them. But now they've, they've seen you a couple, two, three times. You say, I'm following up on the email that I sent you, which is following up on the LinkedIn message that I sent you. Yeah. All right. So that's how we get them on our show. And how do we turn this sort of live sales call into valuable content for listeners? So there's a set of questions that we recommend that we give our clients that are open-ended questions that just talk about them. You know, Mm -hmm. and and I think I kind of mentioned this a little before you would ask them about, you know, what is their, you know, what were their aspirations when they were young? How did they get into the industry? How did, what was, what was was that path there? How did they start their company or how did they um, get this position that they have? And what are the challenges they're facing today and where do they see themselves in five years? And, and you can ask them, you know, just, just really good questions about, you know, why are you successful and other people aren't? What kind of habits do you have in your life where other people don't? Where do you think the industry's going? Yeah. Like, like one of my clients is in the residential ma- management industry. So they talk about what's it like managing properties, you know, you know, being a, you know, being a manager, being a landlord, having renters, Doing all that kind of stuff. What's that like? What's that? You know, what are, what are the tips and tricks? You know, when did you realize this was your life's mission? You just ask a bunch of questions like that. And it's, it's not hard to fill up 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised by that. So real, the value could be then helping other property managers in that, in that uh, scenario, understanding how they can grow their careers and trends that are happening things to expect, what's happening right now, news. So keeping updated on your industry could be a value add. And then that's also attracting the people, like other people that you're trying to prospect as well. Yeah. Everybody, see, this is the thing where people often struggle with podcasts is most podcasts don't never go past 10 episodes. Really? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it does take, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot to kind of get it started. And we do all that, all that setup stuff to make sure it shows up in iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. We all do that. Our clients don't have to deal with that. 
but you know, just interviewing people and talking to them, some people think it's just too, it's just too much work. And the reason is, is they're not seeing an immediate return on investment. It does take and, time. It's a slow roll to build that. But, but the thing is, if your ideal guest and the audience that they're talking to is also your is the same and they're match your ideal client, mm-hmm. then it all makes sense. But a lot of people start podcasts that aren't really centered on their ideal client. So they're not seeing yeah. that ROI. Those people that they're talking to aren't my people. And that's really critical. So I have, I've had to talk with a lot of people, really walk through the value proposition that they have. That makes sense. So really, it's the strategy behind their podcast that's not fully thought out. And that's the reason that it's failing because they're not reaching the right audience. Yes. I mean, that's the way it is with all content marketing. If you do it wrong, it's not going to work. You need to actually be talking about the things that your people care about and making sure that they see it. That's exactly right. And you, you said that well, like all content marketing. This is no different if you were writing a blog or if you were interviewing people for a blog post. It's just a different medium. Yes. That is something that I talk about all the time is just like choose something that you can do consistently and do it consistently. Like (laughs) it could be and actually like commit to it. You know what I mean? It could be podcasts. It could be live streams. It could be blogging, whatever it is, do it regularly. And make sure that you're pulling in your audience in there. If you prefer writing, if you're a blogger, then make sure that you're reaching out to those people that you want to reach and ask for quotes and get them connected and involved in the piece with podcasts. Interviewing those prospects makes complete sense with live streams, interviewing them. There's different formats that could make the same sales objective work or the same sales process work. That's terrific advice. You were saying that the reason that people are failing is because it's hard. (laughs) The process, like actually building the podcast and producing it and doing it consistently is hard. Can you tell me about your business and how you help B2Bs do this? There's a lot of arcane technical stuff that has to happen to make it show up on all the different podcast apps. What we do is we just do all that for them. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to think about that. The other thing is we... We help them make, actually design the, the, the shape of the show and what, and what the tone of the show is. So that means coming up with um, music. There, there's a lot of uh, royalty-free music that's available that people can use where it maybe has a one-time fee. Some people, I've had some clients want, had one, one of their own music composed. So I have a composer and a, and a musician who, who does that for them. And then you have to think about what do you want to, what is the beginning of the show? Is there some kind of a little announcement of what the what it's about? And mm-hmm. who's going to say that? Are you, is, the, is the host going to say that? Are you going to have a different person say that? I've had people do it both different ways, both ways. What's your recommendation? It, it depends. It all, all depends on the show. They're all slightly different. Some people want no announcement. I have one client. He just wanted just this, the sound of like a sword kind of going up and down. And that's it. And then he just starts right in. What he wanted. A sword. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, welcome back to the Pursuit of Business podcast. That's what Sam does. That's 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 what he wanted. (laughs) He and then at the end, there's um outroll that says something along the lines like, you know, if you like this podcast, uh, make make sure to subscribe, make sure to share it with your friends. Um, 
We have their show notes. You can find them at, uh, you know, this website, you know, think things like that. And then the music kind of goes out. So it really, really makes it sound professional. So, and then, so when we do the editing, we use almost everybody's doing it uh, virtually now. All the, all the recordings are virtual now. And we use Zencaster. And we make sure that all the levels sound the same, that one person's not louder than another, that the music's not louder, that it all sounds consistently just like radio. And that's a fun thing. So all the person really has to do is just, you know, get on the, get on the microphone and record, you know, get, invite the person, have them come on using technology and then share the file with us. And then we, we, we make the whole thing sound pretty. We post it. There's a media server that we, we use. And so, the basic formula is intro music, the introduction to the show, the actual show, some outro music, and then a little clip saying with a call to action. That's yeah. the basic formula. And then all uh, your customer has to do then is record the podcast, send it to you, and you do everything for them then. Right. The editing, the putting it out into the podcast universe. What about show notes? Do they have to worry about show notes? Uh, sometimes they do that and we can, we can do those. We can do those also. We have people that we, we partner with that do, they can do show notes. Same thing too with graphic design. We've got a number of partners. If there's branding work you need to do. We have a part, we have partners. If there's content, a deeper level of content writing, we have partners. So they can be pretty hands off and see success. From this, from this method, they can be. So, from their point of view, it's like I, I took forty-five minutes out of my day, a couple times a month, doing something I do anyway. I probably would have gotten on the phone with somebody like that anyway. Yeah. So, so the only difference is, is we make sure they got a better microphone. We make sure the sound, the acoustics, is good in the room. We teach them how to do all that. There's tricks for that. We do the interview, and then they're done. How often would you recommend that people release podcasts? Probably at least at least a couple times a month. But but it could be more sporadic because if it's really about building the relationship with your guest, maybe you do a lot of them at once. Yeah, batch it. Yeah, it's it's really more about that. And that's something I really want to underline. This is not about getting a lot of listeners. This is not about being Joe Rogan. This is not about having tons and tons of people come in there and, and listening to you and you getting sponsors, you know, and all that kind of, that's not the kind of podcast that we're talking about. These yeah. are B2B podcasts, small niches of listeners. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And something that our audience needs to understand is you don't need to have a big audience to be successful. You need to have a targeted audience and be speaking to those exact people to have true success because you only need what a handful of them to convert to your to your customers. So you just need to be talking to the right people. That's hard for people to wrap their heads around, isn't it? Yeah. And it's hard as a mark. I mean, even myself, it's hard to even to wrap my mind around, but I know that it's the facts. I know that that is the case. Yeah. People become obsessed with the numbers. Yeah. And, and people ask me all the time, how do I know how many downloads I have? How do I know how many people are listening? Like, yeah, we've got a report. Yeah. (laughs) But, but it's, it's, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you for joining me today. Is there anything that you want to tell the audience before we wrap up? Oh, well, you know what I should do? I should do a landing page for you guys because I have a great article that we wrote a couple of weeks ago 
called How to Guarantee an ROI on Your B2B Podcast. Yes. Send that to me. We're doing, <laughs> we have a landing page for all of our shows, all of our episodes. Yeah, so let's say it'll be at abaneromedia.net slash tiny marketing. Okay. Sounds good. Would that work? Would yeah. that work for you? That All worked. Right. I'm going to put it in the comments. And um, thank you. Thank you again. <laughs> this has been fun. This has been really, really great. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, Brad. Honestly, I, I am honored. This is. I was looking forward to this. This has been really fun. I am honored you came on. You have such a a niche topic to talk about that's so important and impactful for people's businesses. And I think a lot of people are going to gain a lot from this. Yeah. It's tiny, but it's mighty. <laughs> exactly. It's doable too. <laughs> it's very doable. Very doable. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye. Thanks everybody for joining us today. It was fun. And I learned a ton from Pat about how to use B2B podcasts to grow a business. Thank you for listening in on my little chat with Pat. If you want to go find him online and have him manage your B2B podcast, you can find all of his links on our show notes page. And don't forget, you could also find our video. So thank you so much for joining me. And if you want to take away one thing from this show, I want you to take away the fact that you can generate real leads, build real relationships through your content creation. That's something that I talk about all the time. Content marketing doesn't need to be a standalone thing, nor should it be. It can be part of your prospecting. It can be part of your promotions. It should be the core of everything. So make sure to include lead generation as part of your content creation process. Got it? Got it? Got it? All right. Now, don't forget that I have a weekly newsletter that comes out every Tuesday, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. But if you are listening and you're really aware of what I'm saying right now, it's sarahnoelblock.com slash newsletter. And I will see you next time, guys. Thank you. And thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help tiny marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with their audience. Book done for you content marketing at sarahnoelblock.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. See you next time, friends.